Welcome to the Motivate Me Book Club. We read and challenge books to motivate us. Follow along as we uncover what may or may not work from these books, provide tools and resources for your goals, and interview people who have found a path to success through their reading. Join us to kick ass at achieving your goals faster and easier than before, one book at a time. Motivate Me Book Club is here to motivate you. Hey everybody, it's Jen coming at you for this latest episode of the Motivate Me Book Club, episode 29, which is the overview of The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. This is a really easy read, so if you have not read it yet, I recommend picking up a copy and getting into it, either your audiobook or hard copy, and at its 130 odd pages, it's not going to take you very long to dive into it. The language and the writing style might be a little bit different for you. There's a lot of uh, religious undertones to it as this stems from the ancient Toltec wisdom of a group that existed a thousand years ago in Mexico. But these ideas can be extracted and applied to our modern situations in a similar manner to the concepts of modern behavioral psychologists, cognitive behavioral psychologists use a lot of similar concepts when dealing with changing people's habits and kind of developing their own lives. So what is this book all about? Well, it is a practical guide to personal freedom, and it's based on four principles or four agreements that we have with ourselves, with others, with God, and with life in general. That's what, according to Ruiz, we need to work on to enjoy life and to be happy or how we agree to things. That this book could be argued as a primer for cognitive behavioral therapy. So when it comes to our life and what we're trying to do for ourselves, it's about our mental state. It's about our productivity. It's about really following through on, on what it is that we want out of life. And it's about the thinking and the doing. The other books that we've read for the Motivate Me Book Club complement this one because they talk about habits and understanding how they work and how to change them. A previous book that I always refer to is The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg because I think when it comes to the secret for success and to be happy, it's about having the right habits. And this book is no different. These four agreements could be considered four habits to have in your life to be productive, successful, happy, whatever you call it, whatever it is that you want, something positive. So to think about these agreements for yourself, Ruiz brings up the idea that when we are born as children, we're innocent and pure and not inflicted with anything. But as we grow up, we acquire a lot of beliefs and most of them are not our fault for having because of how we are raised. It's how other people raise us. It's about the environment. And it's just a matter of other people putting their perspectives on us. But we have the ability to refuse or recognize and then refuse these arbitrary or wrong beliefs so that we can replace them 
with less limiting ones, more positive and healthy, appropriate ones, and to therefore expand ourselves into personal freedom. So what are these four agreements? The first one is be impeccable with your word. The second one is don't take anything personally. The third one is don't make exceptions. And the fourth is always do your best. These are very simple, basic principles. If you really look at the heart of them, they don't seem like anything new. But they build on each other and ultimately work as a cohesive attitude adjustment in your life. For being impeccable with your word, it isn't just about how we speak to others, but it is how we speak to ourselves. And the first thing is to screen our self-talk, what we do inside of our heads, how our reactions are. We might switch to a defensive or negative tone, and therefore we would react that way and speak outwardly to others in that similar manner. What we could do by being impeccable with our word is be truthful and say things with positive influence for ourselves and to others so that we are living without sin. This book has some religious undertones, which is completely fine, because regardless if, if you believe in any religion or not, it's still just a matter of a principle or a concept that you can still apply to yourself without that. But being truthful and being honest, it's kind of that principle of the truth will set you free. There's nothing to hide behind it. So being impeccable with your word is the first agreement to have with yourself and with others. Now, not taking anything personally is one that I think a lot of people have trouble with, is to step away from a situation and look at where someone else might be coming from. Kind of put yourself in their shoes, in their lives, and just think about that everybody comes with their own intention. Now, to acknowledge that everybody has unique identities is to also respect that they have their subjective reality. One of my former bosses, I had a conflict with one of my employees. I had just come into a management position and now had rose above some of my colleagues that I had worked alongside of for many, many years and now was in a more leadership role than they were and now they had to report to me. And there was some conflict with certain people and I had to go to my new boss and figure out what to do in these situations because I was sure that they were wrong and I was right. And what she said to me was, everybody's perspective is their reality. And that means that it is true. Regardless of how I thought the situation was, on the other side, somebody had their perspective and that was their truth because that was their reality. So what they saw was their ideas and therefore that was right. So I realized that we all come into these interactions with each other, with our own selves, and what we think is how we perceive it is then our truth. But we have to recognize that with everybody else's experiences and where they're coming from, that they may not be seeing something the way I do and therefore how they act or react or 
treat me or say anything isn't really about me. It's about them. It's about where they're coming from. Going around in circles on this subject, it's very easy to see that nothing should be taken personally because they're all built on our own perspectives. And even when it comes to our own thoughts and our own reactions, we don't have to take our own self personally, how we feel, because it comes from these beliefs that have been conditioned into us over time. Ruiz says that, you know, we develop an unconscious set of instructions for a living life. So our involuntary thoughts, sometimes the negative ones that come in as a reaction, we can stay a step away from and say, hey, I'm not going to take that personally. That's not even me thinking or saying that. That's something from before that's influencing this. Don't make assumptions. The third agreement is maybe one that people experience first before they even go down this new path of understanding how to agree and what to agree with in your life. Have you ever had a moment where something shocked you and you stood in disbelief because all of a sudden you had become aware to a different situation than you were used to and everything that you had thought of didn't actually match up, that it was false. Have you ever had such a, like an aha moment like that? I certainly did when I had a culture shock moment living in Scotland. I moved there after university for a year and I thought it would be really easy to adjust to. It was pretty culturally diverse in Glasgow. You know, there's different people, but for the most part, there is a lot of Caucasians and young people and I was there sort of to work uh, at whatever I could and I got a job at the Glasgow Science Center which I was super grateful for and I just felt like I would be able to you know blend in and be there and people worked at the Science Center from all over different parts of Europe so it was it was multicultural and coming from Canada I thought it wouldn't be too different but things got really challenging in a very invisible way. When I missed the buses because I didn't realize I had to flag them down, that they don't just stop at a bus stop if you're standing there. You have to acknowledge that you need them to pick you up. That was a struggle. And then when I couldn't understand some of the accents, that was a struggle. And when I was just so frustrated, I was just like, why do people do things like this? They, they're not doing, like, like, they don't serve food the way that, you know you're supposed to or they go and close the shops super early at six o'clock like no one has time to shop if you're done work at five there's only that hour like that's so stupid so here I am in my really early 20s just telling everybody in my head I wasn't saying it out loud because I'm not that rude but I was having these rude thoughts of of how everything was wrong and then I had this moment, I remember sitting, I think I was at McDonald's of all places, just ha having fries, because I just didn't know what to do with myself. And it hit me that I was the one that was wrong, that I was the fish out of water, that I was trying to put my preconceived notions of how life works and exists into a place where it already has its own way of being and I wasn't adjusting and I wasn't jumping on board and I was fighting against the, the norm of that place. And I just, I couldn't believe it that I was in culture shock. 
And it's not so much about having an obvious difference. It's about when what you're used to and what's familiar to you doesn't match up. And you have to let go of that because what you're doing is making assumptions that everything should be the same way as what you know and what you're used to. So asking questions and being open is less limiting than just assuming that things are that they where they are. So asking for evidence and asking for questions, that's the biggest point to this agreement. We're not mind readers. We can't just assume what we know what people are thinking. So by investigating and asking for more, we'll have a much happier, successful life. And finally, the fourth agreement is always do your best. We carry around these preconceived notions and beliefs. They create rules in our heads of how things should be, what the norm is. And then there's an internal judge that then says whether or not you have lived up to these standards or the norms. And when we don't feel that we have done so, when the judge says we've done a bad job, that we are failing or you know, not acceptable, then we are victim and we feel bad and negative poisonous emotions flood us. But there's a really overarching concept here, and this is my biggest takeaway and the one that I'm going to apply as a habit moving forward that I want to work on and track as I approach a new month of habit tracking is always doing my best. In the four agreements, Ruiz recognizes that the best of you is subjective and will vary through time. Our absolute best, the best, best, best we could possibly ever be is something we shouldn't operate at all the time because overexerting ourselves, using all of the energy to hit this extreme end of our potential will not fulfill us completely. We may reach that at one point, but it cannot be sustainable. It will not apply across all aspects of our life. We may be the best at our job, but because all of the energy has been put into that, we may not be then the best in our relationships or the best at our own health. So we need to do the best that we can at that time, and it will vary from moment to moment. And this, for me, allows me to think of myself as being very capable every single day on a sliding scale. I don't know about you, but I have some allergies and I have the ability to succumb to colds, I think a little bit more so than others. So when I do have these under the weather type days, that's when I'm always feeling a little bit more sorry for myself having that, oh no, I can't do anything because I'm sick. But if I can still do my best that I can in that state, if I can still make some food, maybe put in a load of laundry, and even taking a nap and taking care of myself, taking vitamins, resting, that is doing the best that I can. And so that would give me that check for that day saying, yes, you've done it. And therefore, when on every day's scale you are doing your best, you are meeting all those standards or norms or expectations that you've put on yourself you are not having to answer to any judge because the judge can't say anything other than yes, you have done what you are able to do. And then the victim will never be present. You will never have to feel bad. 
And this is something that Rua says is hard, but is a daily opportunity. Some days you might not do your best, but that's okay. You learn from that. You pick yourself up and you try again the next day. Some days you may not be most impeccable with your word, but if you've done your best that day at being impeccable with your word, you can feel good about it and move on from there. If you aren't the best at taking things personally, if you've slipped and maybe felt a little bit defensive, well, if you tried and did your best you could, but you still weren't 100% able to achieve that agreement, then there is more opportunity. And same with making assumptions. Try your best to not do so. But until you can make this a habit, a natural pattern within yourself, we will have to practice and practice and practice. These four agreements do stem from an ancient culture, but they have a lot of modern application because from all of us in our personal relationships, our professional ones, I think the basis for all of us is to just be happy and to be content. So what do you think? Are these applicable to you? Which one speaks the most to your situation and what you can do? I'm going to be sending out the Motivate Me Book Club Goal and Habit Tracker as we approach again another end of a month. And maybe this is something for you to think about for all of your habits, about how you can do your best and how to look at them on the scale of your potential on a daily basis. So feel free to send an email to motivatemebookclub at gmail.com to get your copy of the goal and habit tracker so that you can continue working on these habits for success and also maybe try some different ones if some of these newer concepts from the four agreements work for you. Send us your comments, your feedback, any suggestions that you have for resources or books moving forward. We're really open to everything that any member or new member wants from the book club. So feel free to send an email to motivatemebookclub at gmail.com or comment on any of the Facebook or Instagram posts and we'll reply to them. Thanks so much, everybody, and we'll chat soon. This has been the Motivate Me Book Club presented by Pineapple Jen. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Click the subscribe button to get the latest episode as it lands. Leave a rating, review, or comment to help us out and share with friends the podcast, the book club, or even parts of the books that helped you. Motivate Me Book Club is here to motivate you.